You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's message is an audio conversation with Jonas Yoder on prison ministry. This is part one of four. All right, welcome to the Amish Voice Conference calling line. Tonight we have guest Jonas Yoder, who works with HR Ministries, a prison ministry, and he'll tell us a little bit about that and about relationships and father-son and parent relationships and how things are often messed up and how God can fix it all. So I'll begin with prayer, and then we'll start talking to Jonas. Father, thank you for this evening and how we can see your creation and how great it is that you cared enough to create us and to allow us to love you. And thank you for loving us. Help us tonight to learn about how you can solve our problems and how the best way to do things is to do things your way. Thank you for families. May we all desire to have godly families and to seek to point others to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So this is the first Sunday of the month. Next Sunday, or next December 1st, the conference call next month, we plan to have guest Michael Pearl, who <clears throat> teaches a lot about on the topic of raising children, how to raise them for God, and he speaks all over the country and deals a lot with counseling parents, giving seminars on raising children. Then January 5th, we'll probably discuss some of the issues, the articles and the latest homage voice. And then next year sometime at the beginning, we'll probably have a guest counselor, William Seitzi. He was the one, if you were here, remember, Bruce Langeman said he does most of his counseling for him, and he's agreed to join us, so we'll plan on having him at the beginning of next year. So tonight, we have Jonas Yoder. So, Jonas, you want to tell us a little bit about HR Ministries and how you got involved and what they do? Yes, uh, HR Ministries is a local ministry here in western Kentucky, and it was started about 10 years ago. Um, I didn't start it myself. I am only, I'm a ministry assistant at the ministry. And, uh, but the brother Harold Riley, he saw the need for a ministry for children. And, uh, um, through a process of the Lord leading him, uh, he ended up ministering in prison to inmates. Um, the reason for that is, uh, you know, you know God works in mysterious ways and his timing is always perfect. But uh, what he began to realize is there are many children sitting in, across this nation, uh, sitting in classrooms, sitting at home, sitting in different places, and they have a daddy or a mama in the prison, and they're suffering because of that. And uh, so through that, the Lord led them to a process um, um, to begin ministering to uh, uh, inmates, helping them to become better fathers. And uh, so... Uh, that's what we do. We, I go to prison once a week, and, and we sit with inmates, and, uh, and we uh, go through a curriculum to help them understand how to be a better parent, how to uh, connect with their children. Uh, unfortunately, most, uh, most uh, uh, fathers that end up in prison drop their relationship with their children, and uh, that is extremely hurtful. Um, we have some statistics that we share with people. Uh, when, a, when a father is in prison, his, ch- his children are seven times more likely to end up there also. 
And uh, so we try to help them break that cycle of crime. All right. Sounds like a lot of difficult circumstances and a lot of rewards, too, if they turn to God. So what does... What specific, specifically does HR stand for in HR Ministries? Uh, HR stands for Hell is Real, and that is based on Revelations 1.18. Um, uh, let me go there real quick. Um, I want to read that because it helps us to understand. Uh, you know, we believe that Hell is Real. That's why the ministry is called Hell is Real. And uh, because Hell is Real, it is important that we reach out to the lost and dying of this world. Revelations 1.18 says, I am he that liveth, uh, that's talking about Jesus, and was dead. Jesus was on the cross and was crucified, so he was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Today, Jesus is alive. He has victory over the cross, over death and over hell. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. So we believe hell to be a reality. And we believe many people... Uh, uh, majority of the people are going there. And so the Lord gave us that burden to reach out to people in the prison um, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's why we called it HR Ministries. It's actually, it's kind of an interesting name. We have, uh, um, uh, we were working with a guy one day and he saw the, uh, we, we told him about HR Ministries and he went online and looked up our website. And the next day he, he came back and he said, man, your name kind of scares me. Uh, hell is real. And it gave the opportunity to witness to him. Um, you know, it's it, it, it's not necessarily intended to be a catchy name, but it is our burden. Yeah, I suppose a lot of us would live a lot differently if we really believed hell is real. That's so, right. If you have a question or a comment for Jonas Yoder, you can press 5 star on your phone and we'll get to you. We can. So you work with a specific part of HR Ministries, right, called Malachi Dads, and there's also Rubies for Life. What are those about? Okay. Uh, HR Ministries is a broad ministry. We do ministry in the community, uh, in several job corps, which a job corps is a, uh, it's a government school for like high school dropouts and homeless children, children that uh, basically started out and life has gone sour, and it's either the job core or juvenile prison for a lot of them. And so there's several different places that we minister, but our main ministry is in the prison, like I said. And we do a program, or, or, or better called a vision, called Malachi Dad uh, for the men and Rubies for Life for the women. Now, uh, just to, to point something out, Rubies for Life. Now, the life stands for living in freedom indoors. So... Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Malachi Dads and how it started and what it looks like. Uh, about seven years ago, uh, a group of men from Western Kentucky went to a prison in Angola, Louisiana. Uh, it's about a 5,000 inmate prison, maximum security prison, and uh, it has been known throughout the past century. It's been a prison since 1900, and it's been known throughout the past century as the bloodiest prison in America meaning that it was it was a, a literal hellhole. Uh, guys, uh, they, they don't have closed cells where they put the guys in. They are large buildings, open buildings, with, um, with bunk beds in them. And so there's a lot of men together. And so men would go to sleep at night with uh, magazines tucked under their shirts to keep from being stabbed by other inmates during the night. And there was constant fights. It, it, it was an absolutely horrible place. 
two and three murders a night were not uncommon. So it was it was called the nation's bloodiest prison, and uh, for for many years in the mid 1980s, there was a, a, a the prison got a new warden, Warden Burl Kane, and he came in there um, with a with a determination, I guess, to change the prison. Uh, a Christian man, good Christian man, and uh, uh, let me point this out too. This is a life sentence and death row prison. I imagine 5,000 inmates. And most of these go to prison in their late teens, early 20s, and they are going for a life sentence or death row. So a very, very depressing situation. And, and, and probably the reason why it was basically a hellhole, it was a very hopeless situation. Imagine going to prison early in life and expecting to spend the rest of your life there. Um, just a horrible situation. But um, the inmates were treated badly by prison staff, so uh, Warden Burl Kane began changing all that. He, he began bringing new staff. Um, he wanted to recognize inmates as a person instead of just a number. Every inmate, when they are uh, incarcerated in the prison, receive an inmate number, and that's the number that they go by. And in Angola, Louisiana, uh, that's basically what they were. They were a number. And so when World, uh, Warden Burl Kane came in, um, he brought in a, uh, a Bible college inside the prison, which is really unheard of. He brought the Bible in and started a Bible college. Um, and uh, through that process, the prison began changing. Um, he had, they had outside people come in to teach the Bible college and and as guys started studying the Bible, they began realizing, uh, the, you know, uh, the redemption plan uh, that God has for us, and they started getting saved. And later, uh, there was a heart's cry from the men, uh, because many of these men have families at the house. They have children at the house, and these children are suffering because they are going to spend the rest of their life in prison, and they have no contact with them. And so there was a heart's cry from the men to reach back to their children. And uh, through that process, um, Malachi Dads was started to help the dads in prison uh, be, build a vision to begin reaching back to their children, uh, to rebuild the relationship that was broken, that was severed. And uh, so today, that, trans that, that prison is absolutely transformed. Uh, like I said, there's a little over 5,000 inmates there. Um, there are over there are seven churches inside the gates with uh, inmate pastors and elders and deacons that have been trained in the uh, Bible College. Uh, approximately half of the prison population is Christian, and uh, about a little over a year ago, I had the opportunity to go and tour the prison myself, and I was absolutely amazed at the attitude and the atmosphere of the prison, the friendliness. The uh, so uh, I'm saying that to say that the gospel of Jesus Christ, bringing the Bible into the prison, absolutely transformed the prison. Through that, Malachi Dads was, was uh, started, the vision of it. And Malachi Dads, why the name? It's based on Malachi 4.6, And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Now, today we have a curse in the earth, and that curse is fatherless children. Uh, especially in the prison. Um, unfortunately, there are children that have fathers in the home but are basically fatherless because of broken relationships. 
And uh, so that's hence the name Malachi Dads. And uh, so about seven years ago, a group of our men went down there, toured the prison, and brought the Malachi Dad vision back to western Kentucky. And uh, we started Malachi Dads in a local prison here. Um, had good success about a year and a half into that we started the vision, the Malachi Dads program in that prison. They switched. They, they moved all the men out of that prison and moved ladies in. You know, again, God's timing is always perfect. It's amazing what God does. And so through that process, now I have ladies to deal with. And so we started a program called Rubies for Life for the Ladies, which is somewhat copied of, from the Malachi Dads, but it's tailored for ladies to begin building building relationships with their children. So what we do in Malachi Dads is, um, you know, there's a lot of prison ministries that, that uh, go to prison and preach and sing and, and, and all that kind of stuff, and all that is good. But we always say this, if preaching would fix the problem in the prison, it would be fixed. Uh, unfortunately, it's not. So what these men need is some, somebody to come alongside them and to help them. So we go to prison once a week for about two hours, and we have devotions with the guys. We um, we they we encourage them to express prayer needs. Um, maybe they're disconnected with their family. Maybe they don't have addresses of their children. Maybe they're there's a, a, a difficult situation between them and their, their ex-wife or former wife or their wife. And, and, and so they're dealing with life. And then we have a time of what we call kingdom stories. What has God done in your life? And, and uh, what is God moving in your life? And it's amazing the stories that we get, some of the testimonies that we've got through this. Um, and then we break up in class. And uh, uh, we have a curriculum that we go through. The first book is called Inside Out Dads, a basic parenting book. Uh, it has questions with blanks with not necessarily right or wrong answers, but uh, it helps these men reflect where they came from and, and where they're at now and what they want for their future uh, with their children in mind and what they need to do. It helps them, it helps them understand what they need to do as a parent. And for for many of us Christians outside the prison, this is this is somewhat uh, unreal. Maybe you know we we have a general grip maybe on parenting in a sense. Um, but a lot of these guys that end up in prison maybe had a life on the street, uh, maybe had a broke came from a broken home themselves, and never knew what true parenting was. They they have no clue about parenting. They were just out there doing their thing and. Uh, along came children, and they had, you know, they had not even thought about it. They, they were not parents to their children, and all of a sudden, they, now they're in prison. They're they're separated from their children. What do they need to start rebuilding the relationships? And so, some of the rules that we have in the in the vision, we require the guys to begin writing their their children uh, two letters a month. That begins that reconnection process. Most most inmates in prison drop their relationship with their children. And so that is how we help them get started reaching back to their children, begins rebuilding that relationship. And we require two letters a month because, uh, you know, sometimes children and their parents are estranged from, from each other. And we have some dads in prison that have been writing their children for several months and have not heard back. And it can be very discouraging when you keep writing to your children and you don't hear back. But to be in the program, we require that they continue writing. And we have one guy, just a quick testimony, that was not allowed to write his children because of court orders. 
but he stayed in class and, and and we prayed for him regularly and he wrote his letters anyway even though he couldn't send them and after a year he was able to have a phone call with his children and now mm-hmm. he's able to write to his children it, it's all through being uh you know being a father reaching out to his children even when the going was hard even when when life told him it's not worth it um and when people told him it's not worth it um you know uh, you know going against all odds and, and and a lot of struggle to to rebuild those relationships but we've we have some awesome testimonies from from guys in prison that have uh, went through this program uh, the Malachi dads and the Rubies for life have reconnected with their children has absolutely transformed their life thank you for listening to this podcast series check out mission to Amish people online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again, and have a blessed day.